Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. down the line this week because Liv has been away in Berlin. I know I've been jet setting this week. I promise it's the last time for a while. So you can have me IRL next time. I can't wait. You you know, I prefer it. But um, we thought that it was better to record down the line than have no podcast. So just bear with us um, a little bit on the sound. Yeah, I know people have said though before, I'd rather have bad quality than nothing. So hopefully this won't be too touchy. So somebody else messaged me this week and said, I didn't realise that you were Charlotte of the Fringe of It and also Charlotte of Betty. So what we thought we might do for this week and every week is just introduce ourselves. We forget that, you know, we have new new listeners and um, not everybody's been with us since day dot. Oh, well, so we should we get on with that? Should we do a little intro? Yeah. So you are listening to Liv slash Olivia Purvis from What Olivia Did. And Charlotte Jacqueline, aka Betty Magazine. And together, we are the fringe of it. Woo! So this week, um, I don't think I have any kind of admin, really. No, I don't think we do anyway. Have you, have you checked the inbox? Yeah, the inbox is empty, like tumbleweed. <laughs> oh, well, that makes life a little easier then. <laughs> the, the Facebook group's been very busy. There's meetup after meetup. I know, I'm so, I really want to get involved. I know, I don't know if we need to like commission official flags or like, I don't know, party hats. We are working on some merch though, so uh, watch this space y'all. It, well, me and Liv are going to have a planning day next week, um, basically just an excuse to hang out with each other all day and uh, sharp is. Yeah, that's, the, that, that's that basically, but um, no, we're going to do a bit of podcasting and also plan a bit of a fringe of it world domination. Can't wait, can't wait. Well, let's get on with this week's episode. Welcome to the Fringe of It. Episode number 11. How's your week been, Liv? Well, I have not stopped. I feel like it's been a mad old week. I started it off in Berlin. I ended it on the sofa watching Gogglebox, but Berlin was wonderful. Thanks um, for bringing the weather back. You are so welcome. Um, actually, I think it's probably a bit nicer here now. So I took a bit of their weather and brought it over and increased our weather situation. But um, I hadn't been to Berlin in a couple of years. So it was really nice to um, just really enjoy it, do a bit of sightseeing, the tourist stuff. And my God, it's such a fascinating, cool city. I love Berlin. I love its whole vibe. Me and Jack went, I don't know, maybe 
a couple, maybe three years ago now, because I wasn't pregnant, and um, I was so surprised. I, I, everyone told me Berlin was cool, but it's so much cooler than than it looks on Instagram. I think that too. I feel like it's just got this unbelievably rich, like contemporary modern history, which is quite mind blowing actually when you come to think of it. The the history is fascinating because, yeah, we went to see the wall and then we went to this amazing museum that was a 360, like, circular museum. And um, it was... I didn't realise that we went on the 25th anniversary of the wall being knocked down. Um, and I didn't realise how emotional that was going to be. And I basically... The whole of the city was lined in these lanterns, which was the length of the wall. And you just got, like, how big and... and crazy it was and then you read all these stories about families being torn about torn apart by the wall and like you say it's so modern like how did that happen in the late 80s i know you can't quite fathom it really it's really quite mind-blowing what else i found just amazing was the the gallery oh the all the uh, paintings on the wall it's unbelievable it i think like i just when you actually soak up, I think it's really easy to just look at it at face value and be like, oh, that's really pretty, it's really cool. But actually, when you actually stop and learn about it, we were going around actually with um, a man who lived through it and he was talking about um, like all the history of each of the murals and it was just so interesting. So I, And it's, I think because it's so recent, you kind of, I don't know, it's just, it's quite unbelievable really. Yeah, definitely. For us, yeah, I as I say, I just kind of walked around Berlin on that weekend, kind of just crying a lot, welling up just at the the sheer um, kind of emotion of the situation. And then once, as I say, as I read more and more stories and and kind of learnt more about it, because we didn't get taught an awful lot at school about it. And um, the older I get, the more I'm into history because it just has such a big impact on society. But we've gone we've gone kind of deep quite quickly today. I know, I know. It's just, it's. I've just been so amazed by it this week. So yeah, we did Berlin. We started off there, and I've uh, been there all week, and it's been a real treat. And the weather was lovely. Got in last night, and just I've eaten a lot of pizza. So I feel like I'm just eating pizza this week. But I did. Are you eating your favourite Domino's? Oh, I've not eaten any Domino's. I've had a Domino's in a while, heartbreakingly. Um, but yeah no that is my week how has your week been june turn one june's one whole year old i've been blubbing a lot this week um quite a few people told me uh, your baby turning one's quite emotional and i was like no i'm fine i'm fine uh, but what i found emotional was after she was one so after everybody had been round um firstly can we discuss uh baby's parties wow they're wild <laughs> I, I imagine children's parties to be quite noisy and and crazy but babies it's like so june's uh nana got her a ball pit and they were just kind of like in the ball pit what's great about babies is they kind of ignore each other they ignore <laughs> each other's existence until they have something the other one wants and then they just kind of let out screeches and cries and then they like flow like throw things around and there's like limbs flailing um it, it was quite um at one point i was like maybe i'll just leave like i'm just not sure this is for me <laughs> just because there was quite a lot of adults quite a lot of babies um, but it was really really lovely um, I really really enjoyed it June had a great time she was at one point I was like where's June and she was just on the floor going between her ball pit and connect four which definitely isn't age appropriate but she loved it it was the big the big toy hit of the party oh my gosh sounds like me just like going from one connect four to another thing yeah like 
looked unbelievable as well. The balloons are still up. The cards are still up. Um, it, yeah, it was just really good. The cake was amazing. Oh, is that all gone? Yeah, the cake's long gone. So there was... Um, we were just going to go for a letter J and then my mother-in-law, uh, June's nana, who's a baker, was like, well, we might as well just go for the U, the N and the E. So basically we looked we looked a little bit extravagant and we had four cakes spelling out Why not? Why not? You didn't have to commission them, so it's fine. Yeah, so that was my week. Um, I, Me and Jack have been at home all week, which has been really nice. Um, I've just been doing admin, tidying, packing, work. Um, he's been looking after June. It's just been a pretty low-key week. Sometimes they're the best weeks, though. Really nice. And now the weather's turned, I definitely couldn't work yesterday. It's a good job I'm leaving Margate and moving away from the seaside. Because I just oh, abandoned ship and just went to the beach. It is hard to... I, I find it hard, even having a little back garden, when the weather comes out, or the weather comes out, when the sun comes out, I literally take my laptop and you can't... It's really hard to work outside in the sunshine because you're squinting at the screen. And Have you having seen to... those little uh, tents you can get for your laptop? <gasps> Stop! I mean, I don't think you'd be the coolest cat in town, but it could be a solution. It's That's the thing, I end up with a blanket over my head. And I'm like, I try and see. And then you get even hotter. They're like, I'm too hot for this. I have to go inside. And it's just a nasty cycle. I mean, it's hilarious. We can't work in the winter because it's just too dark and it's too cold and we're not motivated. And the sun comes out. We can't, you know, we can't work because it's just too exciting. I know. And you don't know how long it's going to last. You don't want to like, not take advantage. I do think this Maybank holiday is quite exciting. They're the first one. And... Oh, yeah. Because sometimes Easter can be sunny, but Easter was a real washout this year. So I think that everyone's going to be out and about this weekend. I am going out. I've got, I'm going to the garden centre. I'm going to a gallery. And I'm going to have a barbecue. Are you? Yeah, my mum my and dad were like, let's have a barbecue. And I'm like, I will not say no to that. Are you going to be having halloumi? I hope so. Do you know what? Mark Suspense has got some excellent halloumi kebabs at the moment. In, in fear of sounding a little bit too fancy. They are exceptional. They're covered in pesto and they go soft. <laughs> I'm literally going to have to interrupt you because you told me about these kebabs last week. Is that how good they are? It's so good. That it's so good I mentioned it twice. <laughs> Get yourself to Marks and Spencer's people and try the halloumi kebabs just so Liv stops talking about them. And otherwise next week I'll be like, guess what? I've tried this week. You'll be like, nope, nope, not again. For the whole summer. You never guessed what I had this weekend. You'll be like, no, I don't want to know. It's not a surprise anymore. We're going to start having people drop off because they'll be like, it's a kebab chat. <laughs> I, as soon as I've hung up hung up this microphone to you, I'm going to the beach and we have a thing called the Sun Deck and there is an, our friends, they only open in the summer. They're, they're called Po Boy um, Creole. Oh, stop. You're not going there, are you? I'm going to get myself a Po Boy and we're going to sit on the Sun Deck and it's going to be magical. Oh my God. I am painfully jealous. Can you see my smug face? Basically, it's just a lot of double chins. It's so smug. Oh, damn it. Well, changing the subject, should we move on to this week's Tally Talk? Let's move on. Woo! I'm really excited because I watched a whole series this weekend. Stop it. What did you watch? Tell me. I watched episodes. Have you seen it? No. So it is, I know you said you don't like Mark LeBlanc, but 
You know, I said he was on the Graham Norton show last weekend. He was he wasn't yeah. promoting Top Gear. He was promoting episodes. This is how much of a bad memory I have. Um, but it's in its fourth series, and it's got Tamsin Grieg and Stephen Mangan in it. I hope those pronunciations were correct. And it is about those two are husband and wife, and they go to LA, and they end up. They, they had a hit show in the UK and then they end up going to LA to write another show there. And Matt LeBlanc is the star of the show and he actually plays himself. But he plays like a really exaggerated version of himself. Like, I don't know if you've seen a California, um, Californication with uh, David Duchovny. He kind of like plays an exaggerated version of himself. But um, yeah, it's brilliant. It's half hour episodes, which is great of episodes and um it's just basically just about how hilariously awful Matt LeBlanc is um basically how he just cruises oh sorry totally interrupting I'm gonna interrupt myself but he cruises on his friend's fame and it's just really good it's four four series long but the new series is about seven or eight episodes so we just finished it this week a couple of episodes each night really good fun oh I'm gonna check that out what's it on is it Netflix uh, it was on Amazon um it's who is the old one? Sorry, the old series. I, I can't remember what they were on, but this this one is on Amazon. But um, interrupting myself, me and Jack were watching a lot of Friends this week because I, I had a bit of a hangover on Sunday after June's party and I only watch Friends when I'm hungover just because, you know, emotionally it's all I can deal with. Do you know how much each cast member of Friends earns a year? No. Okay, the, the Friends franchise a year makes one billion pounds wow and each cast member makes 20 million dollars wow a year wow <laughs> you know when you just like fall into a like a google wikipedia trap because they earn a million dollars per episode in series nine and ten but now from the franchising and like all I don't know. I don't know how TV franchising works, but they earn twenty million dollars a year. I didn't even know what you do with that much money. I don't know. I was thinking about this, but um, <laughs> if you watch if you watch episodes where Matt LeBlanc plays this awful version of himself, like twenty million dollars is not enough. That's unbelievable. It's like when Joe tells me about footballers and how much they earn a week. I'm like, I I just don't know what I do. Yeah, I I I, mm, I think I'd have to give a lot away and spend a lot on flowers. I think, yeah, I think I'd do that. Maybe, yeah, pay off some mortgages, just some, just anyone I could find. Then maybe I'd, like, set up a craft shop. <laughs> set up a craft shop. <laughs> Amazing. I'll come visit you. But, yeah, sorry, totally interrupted my own telly talk, but I just couldn't believe it. That is... Wow. Wow. Yeah. What have you been watching? Did you watch anything? Is there time to watch things on a plane to Berlin? There is not. I mean, well, do you know what I'm saying? That I did have one episode of Black Mirror that I downloaded that I really wanted to watch. It was the Hang the DJ episode. Um, and I was ready to watch it. And then it said it hadn't downloaded properly. So oh, that, is, no. that is my contribution to Teletalk for this week. But I had listened to a couple of podcasts, which I know doesn't quite slot into Teletalk. But in our Facebook group, particularly, we do get a lot of suggestions for new podcasts. So I thought I'd tell you about a couple I've listened to. Namely because I feel like if you enjoyed this, you might enjoy the others. Um, but the first was, the, have you listened to the Joe Rogan podcast? No, but I need I need more. I think the summer, as I said, we can kind of 
expand telly talk because I feel like I'm going to be out and about and I'm going to have more time to listen to podcasts yes that's what I was thinking so basically I mean Joe Rogan it's no it's no secret um he does a fantastic podcast and he talks to lots of different really interesting individuals across different careers and this particular episode was all about sleep and I found it fascinating it did send me to sleep um this is episode um 1109 wow yeah and we're on number 11 yeah i know and they're all about two hours they're really meaty um but this podcast interviewed a guy called matthew walker and he is the professor of neuroscience and psychology at the university of california and he was a british guy and he was chatting all about how important sleep is what happens when we don't get enough and because I had quite a stressful day, I think it was on Mondays. Before I went to Berlin, actually, I think I was messaging you when I was a bit like, ah. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was so interesting. So I woke up the next morning after a good night's sleep and I felt like a new woman. And listening to that podcast afterwards made me kind of really think about this effect sleep has on our body. So um, that was my sciencey contribution to the podcast uh, sphere. Did you get um, any top tips for sleep? Was it because I mean I've listened to a few things. Um, I think on like Chris Evans' breakfast show, where um, sometimes you know people who I think it's like people who work really close closely with sports people, and they say sometimes you know we don't actually need the solid eight hours, and we're better off napping. But you know I don't know. Oh, this was this guy was a real advocate for the whole eight hours. Was um, it good? He was a real cheerleader for that. And he was talking about like the different parts of our brain. Like when you're away, you don't use both. Like one half of your brain kind of stays active where it might normally rest because it's on high alert because you're in a new space. It was really fascinating. Um, so yeah, if you want to basically give yourself a kick up the bum to get more sleep, highly recommend listening to that. Oh, I am definitely listening to that. I love talking about sleep. Anybody's sleep. My sleep, June's sleep, your sleep. Oh, well, let's listen to that. We'll reconvene when we see each other on Thursday. We can talk about it because I've still got a little bit left. It's such a long one. Um, the next podcast I listened to was, I think it was, I think Dolly Alderton might have recommended it, actually. It was on her Instagram. It's, I th- think it's an actual radio show, but you can download it in podcast form. Um, and it was called Soul Music on BBC4. And it was a podcast chatting to maybe about four or five different individuals all about their like affiliation with a certain song and this song um they featured this week was god only knows by the beach boys i've got goose pimples as soon as you say that's just the song oh joe took the mickey because i I said it to him like it was a new song i was like it's a song called god only knows and he was like oh really (laughs) i haven't heard of that not heard that Uh, one before and oh my god it was just there was two really absolutely heartbreaking stories they all kind of ended on a positive note but I was telling Joe about it last night over dinner and I was crying literally talking to him about what the top what the people's stories were oh and I was listening to it on the plane and I know apparently your senses are heightened when you're oh. that yeah they are actually I got drunk on a plane once which I would like to say the hangover was horrendous but the the actual drinking and the drunkenness I probably had like three drinks but they're doubles on planes and yeah it, it was like a different totally different drunk I was, I mean, we were only flying for about an hour and a half, so we couldn't have been that high in the sky, but my God, the tears were going. I was next to a couple and I just thought, please don't look at me because I just, I'm like, like snotty, wet faced. It was, it was heavy going. I'm going to listen to that today, actually. Um, I'm going to, I really want to listen to the sleep one, but that one especially, because I love that song. I think it's it's just such a beautiful song, but 
you you've you've warned me I've warned you it is a real tearjerker and there was a point halfway through where one of the stories was so sad that I was like I don't know if I can listen to the rest of this um but I did carry on I did prevail and it was really lovely and it's almost got the desert island discs kind of the ocean noise at the beginning where you're like oh this is really peaceful um but I think if, if you're if you're with Jack and June on the beach it's a good it's a good time I think to listen to it I'll see. I'll see how I go. I might have to listen to it alone because it might make me ugly cry. I might do that. I can't promise no, but let me know how you get on. And then last but not least, a third podcast. I don't know who I am this week. You've been busy. I really have because I've been in a lot of cars (laughs) and I've listened to all my Spotify playlists back to back. Um, And the third one I've been listening to is called In the Third Person and it is Mike Skinner's podcast with Merkage Dave. I think that's how you say his name. And the set, they've got two episodes. The first one's with Liam Gallagher, which I haven't listened to. Second is with Alexa Chung. And I really love her, obviously. Who does? Who doesn't? Um, and it was really interesting. Um, the only thing that did uh, kind of rub me up the wrong way slightly is her, her, her take on bloggers and, inverted commas, influencers, um, which, I don't know, she just seems, it seems a little bit sour about what them. What did which she say? She was kind of talking about the it girl generation and how people were a bit funny about it girls when she was kind of almost starting out. But then then she was like, but it was almost with fashion week. And then she said, well, we've got bloggers and influencers now. And but surely it girls are kind of better than that. Anyway, I don't know. It was like a weird, a weird stance on it. And I know yeah, she, I, putting people into pecking orders almost. Yeah, which I feel a bit. I mean, there are there are people that do things, I suppose, bloggers that do things in a way that I don't I wouldn't do myself um that isn't necessarily creativity based it's more kind of like salesperson based but I just feel like I don't know I'm not into that kind of thing but I did enjoy it it was good they're really good mates aren't they those two I know I know I I love the streets as well I really do so it was really it was a good listen um and it was very interesting it's nice to see a peek behind the velvet curtain every now and again um and aside from podcasts I've been really really excited for Arctic, Arctic Monkeys new album Oh, do you know what? I was wondering when I was wondering when we were going to be talking about this because quite frankly, your Instagram stories is like fangirldom to the Arctic Monkeys. And I know. Cool. I've just been following along. I follow uh, Matt Helders' wife, Brianna, and she's been going to all their gigs and at their San Diego show they debuted their new single and what's well, not single, the title album track. Um and I just can't wait. I've been listening to all their old back catalogue. Me and Joe would like we were deciding on our order of the of the five albums already. We were saying best to worst. Take it very seriously. Yeah, you take Arctic Monkeys anything so seriously. Like <laughs> I feel like I I need uh, like an Arctic Monkeys degree to to get involved. I thought I liked the Arctic Monkeys, but you are next level. Shall we move on to shopping chat? I've got um, not a lot to say about shopping. Well, I do, but it's not the usual uh, beautiful purchases. Mm. So first of all, I purchased a flight to Dublin. That comes under shopping. And I would just like to say that Ryanair's baggage situation, their their baggage policy is the most confusing thing that I've ever had to read through in my entire life. It took me an hour and a half to book my flights and my bags because I didn't understand what bag was going where and how much want like I just don't understand why has it got to be so confusing 
Oh, God. In what way? Well, basically, they've, like, reduced the weight that you're allowed on board. And unless you, like, book priority baggage, your hold luggage... No, not your hold luggage. Your cabin luggage goes in the hold, but it has to be at the cabin weight unless you book a cabin... No, a hold bag. See, I can't even explain it to you. I'm so confused. That's ridiculous. I had to send my booking to one of my followers not the actual details and was like what what have I booked and she and she had to tell me what bags I'd booked because I had no idea and what did you book I bought <laughs> I have um two hot uh two cabin bags which can be under 10 kilograms and one hold bag that can be up to 25 kilograms okay but just very confusing Ryanair so basically I've just turned this into points of view and I'm having a moan Oh, well, I'm sorry about that. (laughs) In other news, I follow a girl on Instagram called The 12-ish Style, and she is Katie Storino. Uh, She's based in the US, and basically she... So she's a size 12-ish, which equates to a UK 16, so she's a 16-ish. And she um, gets lots of pictures of kind of like famous people um, in certain outfits, and she replicates them. Yeah, but in a really nice way. And she's really cool. And she invented this thing called Mega Babe, which is basically for any any chafing one might have. Oh. So kind of like between the thighs, under the boobs kind of thing. And I kind of said on Instagram, because I get a bit of what I like to call chub rub in the summer, between the thighs. Um, she actually put it much nicer. What did she say? Uh, but I've always called it chub rub. Anyway, I just kind of threw it out there on Instagram because this stick, you'd put it on between your legs or um, there's some like spray on talc for like under your boobs, which I've never actually struggled with um, until I had a baby and they, oh, I'm, I'm holding my boobs. Um, and they increased, they increased because they've always been quite small. They're still quite small, you know, on the on the boob scale. But she, so she invented these products um, to, to help a girl through the summer. And I put it out there on Instagram because you can only get them in America and Australia. My goodness, the replies I had, I'm still wading through them. Wow. People are like, thank you so much for talking about this. I get this too. Um, I've had loads of messages from people being like, even at my thinnest, you know, or I'm a size 10, I'm a size eight. I still, you know, my legs still rub together. So it's not, you know, just a bigger girl problem. It's a united girls problem. It 100% is. I come back from that. So I've been researching various chub rub remedies. That's what I've been shopping this week. Oh my God, I'd like to know the best you found. So somebody got in touch and basically cyclists, so people on long distance cycles, uh, you know, your Bradley Wiggins types, they uh, use a thing called chamois, which is spelled C-H-A-M-O-I-S. I'm really bad at spelling things. And I found one called Ultra B, which is 100% natural and it's called anti-chafing balm. And that's got five star reviews. Um, other things that I found included Lush do something called Silky Underwear, which is more like a talc. Ooh. But somebody else said that that's really messy. So I'm having like, loads of different... I've had... Honestly, the, I can't... I cannot explain the messages that I've had. Um, so there was that. Somebody else said that Marks and Spencers do a very thin short. Because the other thing is you don't want to be putting a cycling short on in the, in the hot weather. Yeah, no, you're right. That's like your blanket and laptop situation. Um, And then obviously traditional talc. um, And then other people said, you know, just a stick deodorant will do. Oh. So what I'm going to do is try these all out and uh, report back. I want a blog post on this. I want a whole 
rundown. Well, totally, because in the summer, you know, you've got a nice dress on and then sometimes it can just get a bit uncomfortable down there. Yeah, you don't want it. It's not worth the egg. Yeah, definitely. So that's what I've been mostly shopping this week. Ryanair flights and anti-chafing balms. Ooh. Please tell me you've been buying something more glamorous. uh, Do you know what? Mm, I I got close to buying something more glamorous and I didn't. It's a pair of sunglasses. Oh, oh. This is always an interesting one with sunglasses. Do you go cheap because you are a sunglasses loser? Or do you go expensive? You know, where where are you at on this? Well, I've never bought an expensive pair of sunglasses. And that is why I refrained. But I normally get them from Urban Outfits. I don't lose them, though. I'm quite good at kind of keeping them together. Oh, you've got a good track record. Yeah, so this is why I was like, maybe it's time for me to invest in a proper grown-up pair. Um, and anyway, I was in this shop in Berlin. I can't remember the name. It was a very cool like concept store. And they, I tried... Can I just interrupt? They love a concept store in Berlin. Oh, they do. Oh, oh, we, oh, we and, love a And Amsterdam. Store. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We love a concept. Um, but the concept was lots of expensive things. And um... <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and I picked up a pair of, I think it was the Acne Mustang sunglasses, which are like the round Kurt Cobain-y ones. And nice with a, name. With, really cool. With a fringe, I've been struggling to find ones that actually flatter this face. And tried them on. They were like tortoise shell. Oh, they were nice. They were really nice. It was near the 200 mark. So I was, I was like, I can't impulse buy these. Um, so I picked them up, tried them on, thought about it. And I did have a little bit of money back from HMLC. Um, so I was like, oh, still didn't. But then I found a little, because I signed up to the Liberty mailing list. I'm a, I got a Liberty voucher for £25. Yeah. And they're in stock, so I might even have a little wander today, try them on again. So I haven't bought them yet, but I've been thinking about it's it. It's a considered purchase, which is nice. And also with sunglasses, you know, they are protecting your eyes from the sun. Exactly. This is what I'm thinking. So I bought that. Did I buy my bought any? I haven't really bought, I haven't bought anything else this week. I've been, yeah, um, apart from my, my halloumi kebabs. Um, <laughs> I've bought one more thing, actually. Um, and that's a pair of saltwater sandals. Because oh, they're great. The time is now. Um, so I've already got a red pair and a tan pair. Um, and the new pair is white. Um, but I just love saltwater sandals. That's enough to make me go and buy a pair because I love their sandals. And they've done, um, they've got different styles because obviously they have the original, but now they have different ones so they have them with a buckle on the front rather than just kind of the leather they have a slip-on slider they've got them in rose gold they've just you know they're just they're they're seducing me with their selection i'm gonna have a look after this i I mean i'm in the market for a nice sandal and i love the fact they can get wet basically all my saltwater sandals look new and i've had them for a couple of years well that's all you want that's all you want so, um, yeah, that's what I've been doing. But I will get back to everybody. Um, if anybody's got any more suggestions on the uh, chub rub preventatives, please do, please do get involved. Send me a message because um, I feel like I've opened a can of, can of worms. One thing I did do is I went into COS, actually, in Berlin. And I hadn't been in there for a really long time. And I picked up some really lovely things. I didn't buy them. I tried on one thing, though, which has now opened up me in this market for it. A certain item and it was a yellow and white striped t-shirt and I tried one on in cos and unfortunately I wasn't sure about the sizing I feel like it was either too tight on the arms or too big there wasn't it was just it either looked like a leotard 
or it looked like a Joe's t-shirt. Oh yeah, no, that's annoying. But um, it was gorgeous. It's just a nice yellow and white striped t-shirt with white jeans. I'm <gasps> wagging my finger at you. Um, I bought something else. Do you know who who is good for a short sleeved coloured Breton top? Who? Bowden. I was on their website the other day and they've got a plethora of different colours. They've got a really nice white and tan striped t-shirt, which Ooh. I actually thought was a bit of you with your with your cream jeans. And that I can't take off. I'm actually going to go and have a look now. Let's move on to this week's topic. What are we talking about today, Charlotte? We're going to talk all about fitting in. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. So basically, I had a, a little bit of a, a spark of inspiration. I don't know. I think I was in the bath, actually. I got out this week and I messaged you because I knew I'd forget. And I just had a lot of thoughts about fitting in. Um, so whether that's school or at work or in the industry that you're in, I just I felt like it'd be a nice topic to chat about. What sparked it in the bath? Can you remember? I don't know, I think what, what I've written down is I remember watching an interview with a singer I really like at the moment, Gus Dapperton, and there was a really cool video about normalising individuality and this new wave of artists that are just kind of, be, like, recognised for just being themselves. And I was like, oh, that's quite interesting because I feel, especially in what I do, there's a lot of pressure to fit a certain mould. And I know that I felt it at school as well. And I just thought, oh, that'd be quite a nice topic. And it kind of ties in nicely to confidence and comparison in a way. But I just think there's a lot of pressure to fit in and kind of, you know, adhere to a norm. I know what you mean. I feel like not being normal, I think just the word normal, isn't it? Like, what is not? Who invented the word normal? Yeah, what is normal? I think it does tie into comparison quite a lot. I think fitting in... um, I can relate it a lot to, at the moment, maybe kind of like friendships and relationships, especially like when you become a mum, like fitting in, like what what does that mean? Like I don't go to a lot of baby groups. Um, I can sometimes find it hard to meet new mums, but I think a lot of people kind of struggle, however that is, you know, making friends, fitting in at work. Like you say, the industry that we're in especially, sometimes it can be quite, I don't know, quite quite hard to to do your own thing and it takes a lot of confidence I feel to almost feel like what you're doing is fine even if you are doing it slightly differently to someone else because I go to a lot of events and I come away sometimes feeling like oh god I don't fit in there I don't fit in with the girls that are doing well in my industry and that's quite quite difficult sometimes yeah definitely I think there's maybe like a difference between like fitting in and belonging I think that's kind of oh absolutely you know do you want to fit in or do you want to belong somewhere I think that's maybe like a a clear divide I think 
often if I've wanted to fit in, it's always for the wrong reasons. Like I want to kind of like wear the same clothes as people or sometimes, um, I think what we said, do you remember when we were talking about style and we were talking about Instagram? Yes. And you know, are we wearing stuff because we actually like it or are we wearing something because we want to fit in? We want to fit into what everybody yeah. else is doing on Instagram or, you know, do you want to kind of, um, belong and wear things that you know make you feel comfortable um, or you know that your followers are going to like or you know that your people in yeah. inverted commas you know people that your vibe attracts your tribe say that again your vibe attracts your tribe oh I like that yeah that's been doing the rounds on the internet for years hasn't it and I've just I've just heard that probably yeah <laughs> I'm so uncool um, but I think you know when belongings really nice and I think um I I remember you saying before like sometimes you think friendship wise going back to the first episode that you can feel like loads of people are in a gang yeah or like you have like a big group of friends and actually yeah. sometimes you just need to have a couple of people who you can just feel really yourself self with a hundred percent I thought I felt like it more and more recently as well because I feel like Sometimes on Instagram, especially in what I do, people pick friends based on kind of, it's almost like dating, isn't it, on Instagram? Because you look at someone, you think, oh, I like their style. I want to be their friend. And it's all kind of quite surface level. Sometimes I feel like you have, you feel like you have to adapt yourself to kind of fit in with a certain group of people, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Have you had um, situations where you've just felt, you know, that I don't want to say schoolgirl feeling, but that's what it takes me back to, where you just feel uncomfortable because you're trying to fit in. Yeah, exactly. You're just, you're trying to agree with things you don't necessarily agree with because you're thinking it's easier than just doing something completely unconventional. Yeah, it's um, that that's really awkward. And what do you do in situations like that? Because I get a bit, um, the older I get, I get a bit despondent and I just kind of think I can't be bothered with this. I need to leave. I feel like, yeah, the older I get, I mean, years ago, I probably would have just not said anything or just kind of nodded along and been like, yeah. Whereas I think the older I get, the more I'm kind of happy to stand up for what I believe in and or just change the circles I operate in. Yeah, change the circles you operate in. I like that. It's very James Bond. Yeah, it sounds a bit more uh, it sounds a bit more strategic than it actually is. I and mean, we just hang out with better people that get me a bit more. Yeah, totally. And I think that that is really hard. I think um, there's there's no worse feeling than going somewhere and like trying to trying to fit in and I think we've said this before. Not everybody is your kind of person, so we've said what we're talking about. We had a pre-conversation to this podcast, but we were kind of like quite socially aware. Yeah. most of the time so I can generally kind of I like to ask people questions I like to make people feel comfortable that makes me feel comfortable yeah but unless that's a genuine connection what are we totally. doing it for exactly I think we do do it that we, we, like, we put ourselves under this enormous pressure and I think it does tie into being liked as well that instinctive need to be wanted and accepted and that's... I, I think we should have called today's uh, fishing uh, fitting in fishing in fitting in slash being liked because yeah. it can be really hard not to be liked but the older I get the less I care I've written a lot about this recently and I've been thinking a lot about it because I think there is a lot of pressure I know we spoke about it when was it a couple of weeks ago when I said you can be the juiciest peach and there'll always be someone that doesn't like peaches because I think 
we do I think I was talking to someone and there is it goes back almost to the beginning of humankind where you want to be accepted in a tribe to survive almost and there is that kind of instinctive human nature to kind of put yourself out there to be accepted by a wider society or group I actually was reading a really interesting article with uh, Brenny Brown about fitting in and belonging and self-acceptance. Uh, acceptance, I can't even say it. Um, but she said, many of us suffer between the split between who we are and who we present to the world in order to be accepted. Um, and she said, take it from her. She's an expert fitter inner, but we're not letting ourselves be known um, for our true selves. So I think sometimes I've started kind of evaluating situations I mean, work's, work's always difficult, like in an office and things like that, but in a social level, when I have to, like, use energy to kind of act. So you're performing, and I spoke to someone about this um, with regards to YouTube, because I said, like, I really don't, I don't, I don't think I'm going to ever vlog, because I think I worry too much about that kind of performance aspect, and I'm not always switched on in that way. But I think that's kind of a similar thing, is, like, not knowing your place enough to kind of feel like you have to perform yeah I think so I think that kind of acting it's just draining and then like you get to a certain point and you're like what as me and my best friend say who am I yeah we used that phrase a lot for when she broke up with her boyfriend but we were (laughs) that's the sorry that's the Margate locals (laughs) you've got to do that in the that's that's your self-confidence honking at the door saying let me in (laughs) um sorry about that everyone um single glazing um but yeah we sorry going back to that so me and my best friend use use the phrase who am i um when she broke up with her boyfriend but sometimes like if you do this kind of i i remember when i used to uh work in a job that i really disliked i or i did kind of like act to the point that i didn't really like who i was because i was just not being very authentic because I was trying to fit in with lots of people who I didn't really like that much. And I know that that's easier said than done because I needed the money, I needed that job. So I couldn't kind of just say, well, screw you guys, I'm going home. Can't yeah. style. But um, I think that's what's nice about being self-employed for me is that I can I can be who I want to be and I don't really have to fit in with a lot of people. Yeah, it's so right. And there is a lot of pressure, I think, to have a place so whether you're at school or whether, yeah, you're in an industry that you feel like you have to be in a group almost or in a clique. And I think there's a lot of pressure to know where that is. I mean, at school, I was a, a real emo and I really loved listening to really heavy, weird music. But there wasn't a lot of people like that. And it's almost kind of having to go against that, which kind of puts you in an awkward position sometimes, which it shouldn't. But after a while, people just kind of, let you get on with it and that it's having that confidence I think to just actually understand that almost by not fitting in you're fitting into your own little place yeah and I think as well being true to yourself and kind of not putting on a charade to try and fit in you will eventually meet the right people in whatever scenario oh friendship or um love I forget the other one um but, you know, there's no point kind of masquerading and trying to trying to fit in. I mean, I don't I don't mean that you should be rude to people, but you oh, know, yeah. for a while, you know, even if it feels quite lonely, know that you will meet the right people. Yeah, you will. They will, they will gravitate towards you. Yeah, definitely. Like when um, I remember when I was a new mom and um, 
I was like, oh, you know, I'd met a couple of people, but then one of my really good friends who I'm really good friends with now, just we just bumped into each other on the beach. Oh, I must have been vibrating the right energy that day. Yeah, I like that. That's what I'm obviously I'm moving to Lincoln um, in three weeks. And one of my biggest worries is not meeting the right kind of people. And I don't mean, you know, the right kind of people like social climbing. I just mean people that get me that I can be myself with and that I don't have to put a forced act on with. But Jack just keeps saying we found our people here, like we will find our people there oh that's so nice our people like i'm gonna own a kingdom but you know that's not what quite what i mean well worst come worst case scenario i'll just follow you up there that's fine i've told you you've got a spare room your people will just follow you to lincoln and i think um going back um to fitting in i think a lot of people masquerade oh 100 percent so I think it would be really interesting to know how many people um, have been in situations or potentially are in situations now where they feel they have to act a certain way to fit in. I think that's it. Like the amount of times I've met someone from who I've met online and they've been slightly different in real life. And I'm like, that's really interesting because you've kind of put something on to fit in with a certain mould almost. And it's just disingenuous, which, I, which for me is, you know, some people that's totally fine but for me I really struggle struggle with people being disingenuous yeah I really find that quite difficult because I'm so I feel like I'm pretty level across real like in person online you're just as dull in person as you are online Liv well this is it I like to maintain that kind of awe exactly that's why you know on my Instagram stories you get just the chaos and the mess of my life because it is chaotic and it is messy and I do spend a lot of time talking about chub rub and Ryanair luggage and you attract other other you attract your vibe attracts your tribe I love it how have I never heard this before I know it sounds a bit cheesy doesn't it so that's why I probably stop I don't say it often I save it for best I'm gonna be saying it all the time now mm. do you have a tattoo next time I see you saying vibe tribe Absolutely. But um, I would like to hear uh, from our listeners and want to know more about how you have maybe shunned fitting in and kind of are appealing to your more authentic self. I'd like to know that as well. I'd like to know how you overcome the fear of feeling like you're not going to fit in. How you find the confidence to just do what you want to do or just, I don't know, not conform yeah, not not conforming. I think that's maybe a better word than normal. Yeah, hundred percent. Normal's such a every time I use the word normal, I I correct myself and I'm like, what what even is normal? Because normal's so personal to everyone. Like, for what's normal to one person is totally obscure to someone else. But I think yeah, non-conforming yes. is a much better word than normal. I really like that. How do you not conform? Let us know. And if you would like to get in touch feel free to email us at thefringeofit at gmail.com and you can find more fun in the facebook group and what is the facebook group charlotte it is www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the fringe of it there's a lot of fun going on over there so please do head over and give us a rating um apologies for the lack of sound quality today hopefully it'll be all right you might not have even noticed um but yeah let us know. Give us feedback. It helps other people find us and rate us on iTunes. And um, 
in in regards to the sound quality, we are learning every single week. So um, we are kind of working with people to try and improve the sound. So do do just bear with us. Um, we decided we still that, new. Yeah, done was better than perfect. So we're still really overwhelmed by the amazing um, listeners and feedback that we've been getting. But we are still only on episode eleven. We're babies. And I let, give us time. Give us time. It'll be worth the wait. I can't believe that other podcast was on episode 1000. I know. That's nuts, isn't it? Yeah, we're literally... We're, we're like those people that were born in like 2005. God. Imagine. Nuts. Anyway, we're, we're, so just, we're just having a chat now, so I'm going to go because I'm going to the beach. Right, and I'm going to go to the to a gallery. Culture Vultures! Um, I hope you really enjoyed the bank holiday weekend because you'll be listening to this after the bank holiday weekend and we will speak to you soon. See you later. Bye. Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm going to get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 